Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. North of $18 million in each of the next two years, and Martin was scheduled to be at $13.5 million and fourteen prior to that. So it's an additional eight and a half plus million dollars. And both years have been fully guaranteed per sources. And that's the big one right there. That is the big one. Both years have been fully guaranteed. When you hear guys like uh, D-Law last year, Zach Martin come out and you're like, well, why are they? Why are they complaining? They got more years on. Well, here's why. Because there's no more guaranteed money and that team can get rid of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. And there's no money you're recouping. That was the issue that D-Law had last year, right? He technically, if he is on the roster, if he doesn't rework the deal, he'd have got something like $20 million or something like that for being there. Wasn't guaranteed. He had to be there and go through everything, right? But Steven wanted to get rid of his ass. He didn't want to pay him that, and he didn't want to work within the rent, the, the framework of what D-Law wanted to do. So Jerry Jones picked up that phone. They worked something out, reworked the deal. He got some more guaranteed money on an extra couple of years. Similar here. Now, no years have been added, but he's got more guaranteed money over the next few years for Zach Martin. So this is a win to me all around. Zach goes from being the eighth highest paid guard, which he did not, he was not comfortable with. It is what it is. Again, I understand this side, to being top three in the league. Uh, so he didn't break the market, which he didn't need to. He just needed to get somewhere where he felt he felt his value was worth. He didn't feel he was the eighth, ninth best or, or eighth, ninth highest paid player. He felt he was a top three guard in the position, and he is, and he got it. And it's interesting because I, I, I just never understood why. I shouldn't say I never understood because I get this is what he does. But the the media stuff that Jerry was doing, Adam Schefter sat down with Zach Martin or called him, whichever. And he had asked Zach about, you know, Jerry Jones being in the media and talking about bringing up, you know, Michael Parsons money and things like that. And this is what Zach Martin had to say. He said, quote, someone talked to me and was like, when you step in the ring, you've got to be ready for whatever. I didn't ever take it personal. He's got to say what he's got to say. I tried to stay quiet during it. And never wanted this to be a media back and forth. I think he appreciated that. So Zach knew what was going on out there. He was hearing all this stuff. And I forget who it was. It might have been you, Danny, who said that Zach was the one that started this whole media thing. No, he did not. And he's telling you right there, I never wanted this to be in the media. I wanted to chill. I didn't want to go back and forth in the media. But this is what this is what Jerry's going to do when he's trying to fight tooth and nail. And someone, and I wonder if it was if it was Dez, because I remember when Dez came out and, and he mentioned something similar to he didn't say ring, I think he said arena. And I think Jerry wanted to get Dez in that arena by himself, right? And work something out. And Dez was like, Well, why would I do that? Why would I not involve my agent when I know this is what you're a master at? And I'm not. So no, Jerry, I'm not gonna step in that ring or arena and allow you to get me. So 
if you go look at the article trying to find the part here where he talked about how they were able to come together one-on-one and figure this thing out and talk to each other and whatnot so that just goes to show you that zach and jerry or zach's people and jerry's people probably weren't saying anything for a little bit they were kind of letting this thing play out and, and zach didn't have to say nothing all zach had to do was say hey jerry you see practice yesterday hey jerry you see that jags game on saturday well uh um, uh, yeah uh, yeah you did you did so this doesn't surprise me that this got worked out not one bit he had some other things to say in there in this article which was a really great article they asked him about ramping up for the season he said quote sounds like i'll get some time to get my legs underneath me working in individuals get some condition and work my way into it we'll see i feel pretty confident in the shape i'm in but nothing mimics football shape than actually playing football Hopefully a week or two, hopefully a week, two weeks, I'll start feeling good and start feeling like I'm ready to rock. Fortunately for Zach, we've got plenty of time. We've got plenty of time to get this future first ballot Hall of Famer, Danny, ready to go for week one against the Giants. So salute to Zach Martin, salute to the front office coming together and getting this thing done and realizing just how important this man is for the for the next for this window right these i call it the two-year plan right this this two-year window to just go all in and try to get you that six ring so with that said if you guys are having an, is, an issue with the stream i would say just go back out go back in i believe we should be good here uh let me get a couple callers prior to me flipping the script and going to the observations from the game. So if you guys got anything on this Zach Martin, uh, yes, I am trying to bait you, Danny. I would love for you to call in. Oh, please. I want to know how you feel about this because I know you hate Zach. I w- uh, I just want to know. I just want to get thoughts. I-, I woke up and was like, you know, everybody in Cowboys Nation is so happy right now. But Danny ain't. <laughs> Danny not happy, dog. He ready to get rid of this guy. Uh, overrated is the word. Let's get John Phelps on the horn. What's good, John, not Michael Phelps? Hey, what's going on, Scott, man? Just wanted to say, first and foremost, man, appreciate with your content, you, Vouch, uh, Law Nation, and everybody else. I'm an old-school Cowboy fan. I'm from the Roger Starbuck days. Oh, man, you know y'all, y'all, I love y'all, man, because y'all got some stories for me that, that I love hearing about, brother. Yeah, bro, listen, I, look, I'm a Cowboy fan that been through it, been through the ups, been through the downs, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm battle-tested, you know what I'm saying? But let me say something about the Zach Martin uh, thing. First of all, glad he signed. I wasn't really worried about him yeah. missing any time. I figured by the time the season started, he wasn't going to miss no game checks. But he had to say what he said, and he made the move when he knew he had leverage. Yeah, yep. Because my I've always been a proponent, especially with the Cowboy team, starting when they first drafted Zach Martin, the importance of the offensive line. And I was upset during the draft when, okay, I can understand getting Mozzie first, but I figured everything after that should have been fortifying the offensive line. Like, uh, I think wasn't uh, Osiris Torrance available at, at number two when they picked schoolmate? I think Osiris Torrance, yes. the guard from Florida, he was available. That'd have been a perfect fit, and if we'd have had them or had him, it wouldn't have been as big of an issue 
when Zach held out. Or maybe Zach wouldn't even have made the move if he knew he had right. you know, people that could step in and be capable. You don't have to be on his level. But if you know you got capable backups, that kind of lessens his leverage. You know what I mean? So, But I'm just glad he signed. I think that's just one less thing, less drama. Let's focus on camp, get everybody together. I like the way everything is looking so far. Uh, one of my sleepers is uh, Damone Clark. Now, Damone Clark, I'm telling you right now, he's going to lead the he's going to lead the team in tackle. The man is a tackle machine. He, he he's not a striker. It's not like he gets to the ball carrier, blows him up, and you know kills him. But notice every time he makes a tackle, how much how many yak yards does that runner get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this isn't he's a guy a, who's making tackles seven yards downfield. You're right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And he I mean he wraps up and he makes a tackle and he stops any you know further. You know, yardage games. Now with Mozzie, with Mozzie being uh, Mozzie eating up the blocks, he freeing up the linebackers. So he's going to be much more effective than what people think is going to be him. Um, Demo, Demar being overshone. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be good. The defense is is trending in that direction. Dan Quinn has his eyes set on creating another Legion of Boom or Doomsday, whatever you want to call it. We got to come up with a nickname. After you know they got they got to show first. You know what they called it. You know what they called it, John. Somebody said the Legion of Doom, and and uh, Mm -hmm. Dan Quinn loved it. So so maybe that's what they'll roll with. Look, Doomsday defense to me. Anytime the Cowboys have a great defense, I think it should just be called Doomsday. But I'm not gonna hold you. Legion of Doom is cold, and we got you know LOD. I'm a big wrestling fan, so you know I got the microphone here with my wrestling guys on it. But it's too close to Legion of Boom. You know what I mean? Like. Just stick to yeah, Doomsday, yeah. Doomsday, man. Doomsday. Yeah. Well, hey, look, we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something yeah. that's going to fit them proper. For sure. Hey, man, appreciate well, you yeah, calling, bro. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yes, sir, man. Yeah, keep up the good work, bro. Thank you, man. All right. Yeah, made, he made a great point about the Zach Martin leverage, and that's that's what I was saying a few weeks ago when I was like, hey, look, man, he had a Connor McGovern last year. Before that, you know, Connor Williams was here, but he was a starter. Um this year, there is no McGovern or Connor Williams or, you know, depth behind him. He knew what he was doing. It was brilliant. It was brilliant by Zach Martin. He didn't have to do nothing. All he had to do, he had to say nothing. All he had to do was not be there. That's it. I, I, I'll post him when my mad rating drops. And I'll have I'll have uh, uh, Duke Manuela drop my workout videos. Not even needed. But I'll just sit back and chill. And allow Josh Ball to show y'all that he ain't it. Uh, all right, look, I want I'm a, I got you, I got you, Jack. I promise, but I, I have to hear Danny Savage. I just do. I need to know how Danny Savage is feeling right now, and if if you hurting, dog. You all right, man? No, no, not at all, not okay. at all, not just at checking all. On I just got to ask a few questions. All right, and no, listen, I don't have a problem with him getting more money. I just didn't want to extend him like like four or five more years but just okay. just a quick question Fair enough. to you uh i believe he had a cap hit of 14 million this year and 23 next year so mm-hmm. i'm pretty bad at math but now that's 37 million so now they gave him 38 like, but if so they a, gave a, him one million more but cap, it's guaranteed. hold on a cap hit isn't isn't the money that you're going to get so don't don't equate what your cap hit is going to be oh, to okay, to okay. the to the money okay. that he's going to be paid, right? 
I don't okay. think the details oh. have come out just yet, Professor. O, if you if they have, you can drop them. But and I don't mean like what we're thinking, but the actual numbers of what his cap hit will be this year and next year. I it hasn't come out yet. I do know they added an extra void year or something like that, or there might already have been a void year. So where they can push a little bit money down there so that the cap hit is not as big. But I don't have the exact numbers just quite yet. But yeah, just because it says, you know, the cap hit, that doesn't mean that's what they're paid that year. That's just right. mostly from pushing the money down the road, prorated, and all that type of stuff. But okay, okay. Listen, I just I, what I saw was eighteen million for two years, mm-hmm. eighteen million per year, fully guaranteed. Guaranteed. I don't have a problem with that. I just didn't want like let's sell a five year deal with the guy. That's just been no. I didn't, I didn't even want that. You know, I'm with you. I didn't, I didn't, you didn't need to extend him five yeah. years, right? You you just needed to meet him in the middle and, and pay and look, pay him what he believes he felt he's worth, whether it be from an extra year extension or two or whether it be from the guarantee side. My whole stance on this, brother, was just make this work because he's a few. This yeah. is different. This is a future first ballot Hall of Famer here. Like, you, you don't play around with this. Okay, now I'm glad you brought that up. See, no, you ain't. This is my feel with the <laughs> Hall of Fame. The old heads do not get the recognition they deserve. I'm just going to throw one example out there, and it has nothing to do with the Dallas Cowboys. That's good, Trey. Aaron Donald. Everyone, every you, you everyone else, he's, everyone says he's generational. Correct. I mean, Aaron Donald is quite literally one of the greatest defensive players to ever play this game. Okay. Okay, I agree with you. He's a great defensive tackle. He has 103 no, no. career. He has 103 career sacks. I was about to say this. Steve Mongo McMichael, besides being a member of the Four Horsemen, besides being on the greatest defense ever, has 97 sacks, and he's waiting over 40 years, and he's probably got he's day to day with ALS, and he's probably not even going to make it if he gets in. If he gets inducted next year, if he gets inducted next year, can I can I ask you a question? What is your overall point of comparing him to Aaron Donald? Just out of curiosity, because I just say what everyone say the Zach thing is when people say Zach belongs as first bout Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. When they can, like I said, I'm I'm biased to the old guys, but I think Nate. I thought Nate was better than him. I thought Eric Williams was better than Zach. Go ahead. I love Nate. You're saying Nate Newton is a better offensive guard than Zach Mark? Absolutely. Okay. This is just me. And I'm going to sell, tell people, um, what does Vach tell people? Go, go buy highlight tapes. Go buy the games. I'm old. I'll admit I'm old. I saw the whole games. You're going to tell me, do you think, do you think Zach was more dominant than Eric Williams? Pancake Eric, Eric Williams a, is a tackle, but, but you know. But don't we all say Zach Martin can play every single position on the offensive line? I don't ever bring that up. I don't need to because he can if he wanted to, but he doesn't. He played right guard his whole career, and when he told him to play right tackle, he did that well, but it wasn't long because he got hurt. I, I don't know why we're bringing up tackles. Yeah, no, Zach Martin should be compared to guys think, like Larry Allen. You know what I'm saying? That that's his comparison, not not Nate. Whoa, 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 whoa! Where? I just you're gonna tell me you you're gonna use Larry Allen? Yes, that's who he Zach needs to Martin be compared to. I'm not talking about the yes. 
That's who it needs to be compared to. I'm not talking about the way they play the game because I know all you care about is pancakes and highlights. I'm talking about the greatness of their game. He is in the air of Larry Allen, Anthony Munoz type dudes, one of the greatest to play at the position, top five all time type of stuff, bro. Not, I love you, Nate. Not Nate Newton. Listen, Sky, I love you. I love your show every morning. I love to, you know, we don't argue. We just converse, you know, trying to stay back and forth. But listen, this is what makes America great. We can just disagree about, you know what I'm trying to say? But Zach, yeah. right hey, now. It's, 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 it is okay to be dogs. wrong, bro. It is yeah. okay to be wrong, brother. You know what I'm trying to say? But I just can't say, I just can't see even putting Larry Allen and Zach in the same sentence. That's just my opinion. Well, I know you can't you know, because you've admitted to being biased. So that's why it is what it is. I, you well, know, I'm, I'm not even going to. I am biased about Yeah, you've admitted it. I am biased team. about my old team. So therefore, my opinion is not objective. I can't objectively give you my uh, opinion that doesn't hold any bias because I am biased. It is what it is. It's no different than when I talk about, hey, I'm biased for, Mike, uh, for Michael Parsons. It's going to be hard to move me off of Michael Parsons being the second best player in this National Football League because I'm biased. I admit that to you. You've he's probably the me. first. He's probably the first. Sure, sure. You know? yeah. I think yeah. he broke up and we're going to shoot. Listen, I, I, someone made a call last week and then your your stream went out. See, this is what I mean. I this is what I mean. People like you and Chris, y'all ain't listening. I did not say that, that, that he is Larry Allen. I said he is in that air. He is in that tier. He is who you need to be comparing him to. If you're going to say, hey, Zach Martin's not better than, it should be Larry Allen. Not Zach Martin's not better than Nate Newton. That's the point. Listen with your ears, not your hearts. Well, that, well see, you know what my problem is? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very loyal person, too. And I can, yeah. I can admit that. Yeah. I'm, I'm loyal. I am. I'm loyal to a fault. Listen, bro, love your, show, love your show as yeah. always. When, when are you going to start the wrestling stuff? When it's supposed gonna, to be at the out? end of this month. So my a, a lot of my schedule is about to clear here uh, this week. So I'm going to start kind of semi-prepping for that. Again, I think I'm going to do audio first. I might I might do the Twitch thing, but should be at the end of this month, start of September, I'm going to start doing little little short right, episodes of it, little short episodes. I'm a huge wrestling historian, and my my sons just went to AEW Saturday night. I was about won. to say, they got pictures with a bunch of guys. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna know. talk about old wrestling, but but definitely some of the new stuff too. So you gotta watch. You gotta watch. Oh, you gotta watch the new stuff. You got it, man. Great show as always, guys. Salute. Listen, and let everybody tune in later on three three sixteen Mafia or three oh six Sky and Vodge later on. I'm glad you guys are back. Salute, salute. Appreciate you, Danny. Did I clear that up for you, Chris? Did I, did I clear that up for you and anybody else that may have heard that wrong? Not not saying when you say somebody's better than a guy like Zach, you need to bring up Larry. <laughs> you need to bring up him. Not me. That's the point that I'm getting at. When it's all said and done, I think Zach Martin will be like an eight time all pro. I think he's something like eight already, but he's six time first team. I think he'll be like eight time first team all pro when it's all said and done. And, and again, all pro, not 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 just popularity. Like this this dude has been top two in the, at his position all of his career. You know, I don't even know why I'm having this damn conversation, man. Zach Martin like that. So stop it. All right, let's welcome in none other than Cowboy Jack. Take it away, my. Cowboy Jack's got 
some sweet, sweet cowboy hot for you. That is, if you think you can handle it. Oh, I can handle it. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. Come on, bring it. Good God, sweet baby Jesus. I've never been more excited after a pre-unseasoned game. I mean, good Lord, we ain't even brought out the spices. I just got done skiing in some sweet Colombian snow, if you catch my drift. And (laughs) Speed Demon Deuce got me fired up. Gee, last time I was this excited, I was about 10 years young, and a a titty fell out on the tilt world. Woo! Deuce may be small, but remember this, Skywalker partner. Dynamite comes in small packages. That boy was moving. He was gone faster than Dutto all after the county fair chili cook-off. Deuce is quicker than a knife fight in a phone booth. Mm-hmm. Hell, he's harder to get a hold of than a grease pig, Dynamite Deuce. He travels faster than bad news, and woo-wee! That boy gets around quicker than crabs in a trailer park. Oh, he vanished quicker than Kelvin Joseph's rap career. (laughs) Woo! Tell you what, Skywalker. I tell you what. If I knocked up Diamond Marie in the Dusty Rose Club parking lot, and to God, we're naming that baby Deuce, whether it's a boy or girl. I don't care. Oh, uh, uh, uh. well, speak of the devil. I got Diamond calling me on the other line right now. Uh-oh. She probably wants a Cowboy Jack pick her up a pack of Paul Mall before her shift tonight at the Dusty Rose. You better get to it, Cowboy All right. Jack. You better get to it, brother. Hey, let's go, Cowboy. Let's get him, man. Appreciate you, Cowboy Jack. If you're not familiar with our guy, man. He's our resident promo. He is our resident promo. This man dropped mad bars. Did he say more crabs in a trailer park? Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. All right. We got a bunch of other calls on the line. Let me lock this up. One, two, three, four. We got four more. Um, let's switch this thing up real quick and talk about a few of the leftovers that I noticed from the game. And... We're calling this a little bit after further review. I got four points I want to get to here. We'll, we'll briefly touch on all of them and get your feedback on. Number one, TJ Bass should get more reps. <clears throat> yes, indeed. If you weren't in the Patreon, shout out to Vosh Lombardi, patreon.com. Or if you don't have... The the film, go get the dang all 22. I think it's up on, I'm not sure if it is or not on Game Pass. I don't have it. Game Pass, that is. But if it is, go watch. TJ Bass was much better than Josh Ball. TJ Bass is probably better than Josh Ball. And I'm looking for TJ Bass to, Bass to get more of his reps early in that game. Uh, He was one of the few people who had a clean slate from a pressure standpoint on that line. He did not allow any. You saw his strength. And and here was the the one thing that separates them. There is just so much more awareness to TJ Bass's game than there was with Josh Ball. And that shouldn't be the case. Because Josh Ball been here for now. This is his third year. But there's just no... Like, again, talk about this with Josh Ball. If you say, hey, just go push this man in a duo block, he'll push him. 
Just just charge forward and finish the block and push this guy. He'll do it. But when you ask him to pick up stunts, ET stunts and games, this dude is lost in the sauce. It's like he don't he hasn't played football before when it comes to that or offensive line. But TJ Bass, I'm noticing TJ Bass do the duo block for the combo, getting up to the second level, uh, uh, picking up these stunts. He impressed, not to the point where I'm saying we cool without Josh, Josh, or uh, Zach Martin, but to the point where I'm saying, hey, let's see TJ Bass get some reps against some starters. Let's see that happen or get some reps in the first quarter or whatever, right? So TJ Bass needs more reps. Uh, if if I, had, I mean, look, again, I'm not trying to pile on Josh Ball, but if I had to. I'm more intrigued with TJ Bass, his potential to develop behind the starters than I am with Josh Ball, y'all. So that's number one. Number two, Neville Gallimore showed good effort, but I need to see more in that first half. I had to go back and watch. Again, that's why it's called After Further Review, because I'm like, and it was, there was some Neville Gallimore chatter. And when you go look at, his the statistics, right? You say, oh, Neville Gallimore, four pressures. That's, that's pretty good for Neville Gallimore, right? I ain't seen none of that shit in the first half. None of it. Uh, he was he was obsolete. He was non-existent. He didn't matter. The Jacksonville Jaguars starting line absolutely owned him. There, there was nothing there to it. So I want to see, and the reason why I say first half, because teams are going to play their better players in that first half. Because against the starters, there was nothing there. And just the first half in general, it, it was not an impressive, it was a good effort, impressive effort, but th- there was nothing there that made me say, oh, Neville's back. Which I thought I was going to see more of, of Neville in that first half based off of kind of the chatter that I was hearing. So, yes, is is he above the Fehokos of the world? Sure, absolutely. They're probably going to hit Fehoko with a, hey, Junior. How you, how you shoulder feeling? Hey, coach, I'm ready. I'm ready to go out there. Hmm. I are. You know, they might hit him with one of them things. But, and, and keep Neville Gallimore because he's veteran depth. But I, I just didn't see anything that, that that popped to me. I didn't see anything that popped. So I would like to see him carry over the effort and maybe that translate into a little bit more production in that first half. Uh, speaking of Fehoko, Semi versus Brooks, I think the gap is shortening. Or has shortened. Let me put it that way. So this this is a tough one, right? Because a guy like Jalen Brooks and Simi Felco for that matter, they only can do whatever the quarterback can do, in a sense. Now, you got to run your routes, right? You got to get open. You got to catch the rock and all that stuff. Uh, Simi Felco played in 23 snaps, had four targets, targets, caught all four of his targets. Jalen Brooks had 33 snaps, had five targets, caught one. But again, there was a, a bad throw on a, hey, y'all, slant flat. <laughs> combination where Fehoko, I'm not Fehoko, Brooks was in that window and uh, I think it was Will Greer put it way behind him. So I can't, you can't put that on Brooks, right? But you want to see, because it was unfortunate. That's the word I'll say. It was unfortunate that we didn't see his camp work carry over to the preseason. So I want to see this camp work for Brooks carry over to the preseason uh, the next game. And again, it's not all up to him, but I, I want to see it because if, if we're going to praise Jalen Brooks in practice, I don't think we can ignore Simi in the game. So that's why I say this gap is shortened. I don't know if it's made up quite yet, but I'm, I don't, I will see. We'll see here because of two more games left. There's a bunch of practices left. 
I don't think Simi is quite ready to get written off. I know we we all are writing him off. I say we because it's Cowboy Nation. But he was much better in that game than Jalen Brooks, and he was much better in that game than he had been up and down at practice. So I think this gap is shortening. And if if Jalen Brooks has another one for five the next two weeks and Simi goes, you know, five for five or seven for six or, or six for seven or whatever, and he's scoring touchdowns and making catches, I'm pretty sure he's going to play his way back on the roster because right now, I think Brooks is probably still that guy. And I'm not saying Brooks wouldn't be even if Simi made it. They might have to carry more. Hit a, hey, somebody got to go. Or, hey, Turpin. Let me talk to you. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, just playing, just playing. So, Simi versus Brooks, I think the gap is shortened. We'll see that pick back up that competition this week. Something I noticed on film. Uh, and then, Israel McQuamel. So y'all know how I feel about this Israel McQuamble in the slot thing. I think this is a this is more based on a matchup because when he's dealing with different type of slot guys, I don't think it's the same as when you're playing a Jawan Jones or when you're playing a uh, the cat from Tampa Bay. These guys are bigger slots, right? I'm curious to see him do some boundary things because of that, because in this game. My concerns, my fears kind of came true when it came to Christian Kirk matching up against Israel McQuamo in that slot. We're talking about a true slot slot matching up with a six foot four boundary cornerback converted to safety that did some slot things in the second. The quickness is just tough to deal with. And he got beat on back to back plays here, one for a touchdown um, in the slot by a guy who's just who has that quickness. And these are the guys you're going to be dealing with in their majority of the season. So look, y'all know how I feel. I want Izzy to, I wish they would focus him on roof safety, right? Or focus him on the boundary. If you're going to do some cornerback things, but the slot, I'm not the biggest fan of putting him in matchups like this. And I think they deliberately did this to see if he can handle it. Um, that's why we talked to Deron Bland. Deron Bland was like, yeah, man, it's it's tough in there because you got to deal with two-way goals and you're dealing with some of the quickest players in the National Football League. And that's why Deron's Bland, Deron Bland's year was so special because he was able to do that. He, now he had some bad reps. I shouldn't say bad reps, but he had some catches that will routes and getting picked or whatnot from Christian Kirk. But this, this type of stuff, Deron Bland was in his hip pocket in that game. Talking about Christian Kirk. In fact, he got an interception. So I would like to see Israel, if they're going to do cornerback things with Izzy, I'd like to see be on the boundary. He's six foot four. Allow, allow him to use the sideline as an extra defender and use his length and size to his advantage. Unless it's a big slot I don't or a tight end, I don't know how you have an advantage with Israel McQuamble in there. That's why guys like Jay Lou stay around. That's why Deron Blanche, who has that hip quickness to deal with that, and probably why they are trying trying Kelvin Joseph out in there because I think KJ is not going to move out to the boundary with Nation Wright out. Like Nation Wright's not going to play this week. Might not even suit up the rest of the preseason. I like to see Izzy get some of that. Let's just, let's see if let's see what he can do out there because right now it's Eric Scott and I believe who am I missing? Bland. Yeah, Bland is going to be on the boundary in preseason. Let's get Bland back on the inside, give him some reps on the inside and see if Izzy can do out there. I'm just, just something I thought about, something I noticed and something that concerned me is, is Israel McQuamble dealing with real slot wide receivers and how, to me, that is a mismatch. 
is not it is not in favor of the Cowboys. So those are kind of my four observations I saw there. TJ Bass, I need to see him get more reps. I thought he had a solid outing, uh, better outing than the, than the guy in front of him. Neville Gallimore, who's fighting for this roster spot, maybe he has it due to you know roster dynamics, but I was not impressed with his first half, but I was impressed with his effort. Uh, Simi and Brooks, I thought they had opposite game, opposite performances of camp, if that makes sense. I think that gap is shortened. And then Israel McQuam, I'd like to see him on the boundary. I'm, I'm concerned about the slot stuff. All good, Jose. All good. We'll get back to the phone lines. Uh, let's hit 757. What's good, 757? Law was good. I mean, Scott was good, man. Law, um, what you treating me like the boy with Randy <laughs> yesterday? I don't support you, Scott. That's why I watch Law. <laughs> What's good, bro? Come on, man. <laughs> What's going on, my bad, man? What's going on, man? Uh, man, I want to focus on the, the running back room real quick, man. Okay. And, um, I'm, I'm going to say, like, guy, okay, of course, you know, let me talk about Tony. Um, Deuce, Shout out to the boss in the building. Yeah, Deuce, uh, Rico, um, Malik. Um, I'm going to just say, oh, and Rojo. Who do you think is going to be the odd man out? Because I know people are going to jump in and say Rojo, but I got a feeling the Cowboys, because I believe if Rojo is going to be gone, Ronald Jones is going to be gone, you know, people say because he got, you know, gets two-game suspension and all, he probably would have been gone unless they're waiting for, like, an injury. But don't you you think they want some uh, veteran depth that that's actually played in games and got game experience? You know, I know um, – Malik Davis played in games, but you don't think they're gonna want Rojo there? But you you or, on you on something here with Rojo not not making the team. Like I feel like he's not gonna make this team. Uh, not because I don't think he has the qualities to be part of a stable, but because he's gonna be suspended, bro. Uh, so I wonder. And, and again, shouts out to to the to the mod squad and the bomb squad. They can let me know if this is true or not. If you were to cut Rojo, does he a have to go through waivers and b can you sign him back to the practice squad and he serves his two-game suspension on the practice squad? Because I do think that is a conversation that could be had, right? Is 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 cutting – you might have to talk about cutting another back too if they only carry three. Cutting a couple of these backs and then just putting them on the practice squad and and that'll be kind of your veteran backup depth. So that's, the, that's number one. Number two, do I think they need to have veteran backup depth? I wouldn't say need because y'all know how I feel about the running back position. I just think if your skills, if you are skillful or if you got something that you, you can work with, I don't think mm-hmm. being a veteran is just is some. And I'm not trying to diminish veterans, right? But the position, it, it, that's why you see rookies come in and produce. I don't think you need to be some six, seven, eight year veteran to produce at the running back position. So I don't think they need to have a veteran in the backfield. I think Tony Pollard is a veteran. Um, they just need to have guys that can complement the room. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I was just wondering. I was like, man, I think they might, you know, I wonder if they're going to try to keep him because I was like, you know, if they want to let him go or cut him, you know, when they find out he had two games, they might would have done it. So, I don't know, maybe they may be yeah. waiting to see if an injury happens or something, yeah. But uh, that's all I got, man. Yep, appreciate you, man. Good stuff. And it's, it's an interesting conversation because, again, prior to the, the suspension, I, I – Y'all know I feel, I thought Rico, not Rico, Rojo. Rojo does have a skill set that I think is 
could be complimentary to the room. Um, but the running backs didn't necessarily push themselves ahead, right? Like Malik Davis has to bounce back. I could have put Malik on this list. He has to bounce back. Um, Rico fumble, but I like Rico. I, I still like Rico's skill set for this team. I just don't trust Rico to stay healthy. Deuce is deuce, TP is TP. So, you know, there, there is a reason why he's not cut. They want to keep him around, allow him to go through what you can call it a camp body. You can, you can call it whatever you want. Um, he is dealing with a hamstring injury, so he wasn't out there. And, and I kind of joked and said, if he's going to make this team, he has to be Emmett Smith out there in preseason. Well, he didn't play. Funny thing is, I think I saw Boston here say it. He didn't have to play to get the help. So, you know, if 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 he doesn't play this week and the running backs like Malik Davis doesn't have a better performance, I think Rico is going to still – I think he plays well in the preseason. The fumble was, you know, but the fumble, the fumble was unfortunate. But it's, it's a good conversation to have. I, I do think there's something – to it to, to Rojo being on the practice squad. Maybe you call him up after week two if it's not working out. But um I wanted to say this real quick. Cause like I said, boss in the chat, my bro Vach in the chat. I had a conversation with boss a couple weeks like last week or whatever about the cornerbacks and, and the the uh offense and whatnot. What is so dope about this, I never pretend like I know everything. I'll go to Vach for like offensive line, defensive line stuff, because that's my guy. I know he knows that better than so many people that I can, I see on TV, in my opinion. I go to boss if I have some cornerback questions, right? Because he played the cornerback position. Um, I, I'll talk to other people. I'll reach out to Brian or reach out to, to Jesse. We'll talk about wide receivers or or the dynamics or whatnot. So I just wanted to give a shout out to, to guys like Vach and boss um, who continue to provide quality i'm telling y'all it's quality stuff there we ain't for everybody that's one thing i noticed i'm learning we learned it yesterday on vodka show there's people who don't like the way we do things but there is there is a whole lot more i think you can get from it when you can remove maybe your i don't want to say emotions because i want you to feel something i want you to feel something but remove the the emotions you get from a disagreement let me put it that way because we're going to disagree i have no problem with disagreeing but i promise you the research we're putting in, and me specifically on my show that I'm putting in, I'm not just coming out here and just talking. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting in a lot of work here, and if it's something you catch, I'm willing to have that debate or have that back and forth because I'm going to learn some things. All right? So I just wanted to put that out there, man. There, there are people in our community that there's there's valuable information from them, and Vach and Boston to them. All right, last one, three, two, five. What it is, what it do? Hey, what's going on, Will? What's good with you? Hey, this is Brandon from Houston. Hey, first of all, to the people who don't like how you and Vaj do things, man, you know what I call them? What'd you call? Uh, I call them Cooper Rush guys, you know what I mean? The Co- the Super Cooper Troopers? Yeah, man, that's what I call them, bro. Y'all don't know no boss. Y'all just shut up. Y'all go about y'all business, bro. You know what I'm saying? Go about y'all business. I can dig Go about y'all business. We trying to talk about. But anyways, man, what I want to talk about, you already brought it up while I was waiting on the line, man. TJ Bass. Mm-hmm. And Asim Richards. It, it just seems like... Hey, we could finally we could you know we could finally get rid of Josh Ball. We've been trying to we've been trying to execute Josh Ball for so many years, Scott's Cowboy fans. And now it seems like okay, we got some depth in there. Um, but I just want another thing I want to say is what does this offense look like, Will, um, with Dak Prescott? I, I saw that we got our uh, McCarthy got his uh, releases um, under like two point five seconds, right? Uh, it was like the fourth fastest 
in the league. And when Dak Prescott is, is faster than 2.5 seconds, he had something like a 77% completion rate, uh, rate last year. So I'm wondering how that projects out, do you think, uh, Dak looks in this new offense, man? I, I think he's going to do great in this new offense. Uh, I think getting the ball out last year quickly will be different than this year. Um, I, I don't know. Were you here last year when we used to review the tape in the first half of the season? Oh, yeah. Okay. So do you remember how there was times where I would say about Cooper Rush where it was like his mind is made up, but if he just trusts his protection and and trusts his receivers, granted, hard to do, right? There's a guy running wide open right here. Or there's a matchup that, hey, put that out there and let, you know, Gallup or let whomever it is make a play or what have you. And it was so many times where he would just take that quick – and it worked. It worked sometimes. Sometimes it didn't. Sometimes you had dangerous passes. People don't realize this. He was, I think, top five in turnover-worthy percentage or something like that because they they picked up on that. Once you start playing a few games, you pick up on his first read. If there's any slither of hope, he's going there. Where you might miss a tight end up yep. the scene, where you might miss the the backside wide receiver, so or backside tight end. So there 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 was, I think, issues within the scheme doing that. However, I did see Cooper Rush do it again last week. I saw him do it where he was so committed. <laughs> and Boss boss brought it up on Twitter. He said, hey, Scott, this is that play I'm talking about where the quarterback is reading you. So I went back and looked at the play. The cornerback is reading the quarterback. And I'm like, his mind was made up to go to, who was it, Malik Davis, for whatever reason, went on the backside. There was the same route. I don't like mirror routes, but it was a mirror route. It was the same comeback route. With Jalen Tobert, who created the separation to get open, who ran his route correctly. But when you run mirrored routes, once you pick that side, it's a wrap, right? So I say all all that to say, I do think Dak Prescott at the line of scrimmage is much better than Cooper Rush. So, yes, his his passer rating might not have been great when getting the ball out in 2.5 seconds. But I don't think the combinations complemented that. Think about it. A lot of the times when it was getting the ball out in 2.5 seconds, you're running what? Hooks, comebacks, slants, uh, dump-offs, yep. flat combination stuff like that. How many times did you see any creativity in that? How many times did you see flat slant-flat combos, slant-wheel combos? How many times? Did you, it was mostly what, y'all? Hooks, comebacks type of yep. situation. So I, I think his passer rating in those getting the ball out under 2.5 will be better because he'll get some some flat, easy looks. He'll get some dump-offs to the running back. He'll get screens. Screens will be back in this offense. So I think his passer rating will definitely be better. I just think he's going to be better, period, in this offense. Brother, I just do. And, and I, I do, too, and that's why I wanted to bring that up, Will. And I, I just think that our yak potential this year yes. is so much higher than the team that we had last year just from the amount of athletes and then the coaching staff willing to actually this get speed on the field. You know, so yeah. I just think I, I'm excited about the offense. I know everybody's hating on it, but now that we signed Zach back, hey, thank you know, I'm ready for the Giants, man. Like, man, bring them bums it, on. There's, there's, you know, you know, like I'm, I'm just I'm just ready, and so uh, yeah, like our schedule early is pretty good. Um, I need Zeke to chill out though. I know it's gonna be Patriots. We played them a little early. I don't I need Zeke <laughs> to chill out, Will. Like, I don't need him to have no vendetta. He got a haircut. He looked like a full dog. Hey, bro, don't he? With us. He, he got he a haircut. Like hey, 
Yo, yeah. Bill Belichick put that in his contract. Will on God, like. <laughs> you know what's funny? So I knew he. I knew he signed prior to to it dropping, and when we were me and Professor, were like, well, who could it be? I, look, I get it. This is not the Yankees where you can't wear a mustache or some weird stuff like that. But when he got his hair cut, I'm like, it's real peculiar. Because cause this seems like Bill Belichick might have said, come on, bro, with all that that craziness. But but I'm just joking. I don't think he told him to cut his hair. I think what Zeke did was, if you notice, in, in real life, like in life situations, specifically women, but just in general, you cut your hair, you, it's a new beginning. And and I think this is just a new beginning for, for Zeke. And he's like, hey, man, I'm starting over. I'm here in New England, and I think he'll do well over there, man. <laughs> nah, Will, that's that. That's that. I just got fired. I, I got to go. Oh, damn, I got to go do stop. interviews again. I let my hair grow out for eight months during this bitch. Damn, I got to do interviews. Oh, man, let me get the fade. Let me get the fade. You might be right, though. You might be right. There's something to that. You can't be showing up at these interviews not fresh, bro. <laughs> he showed up to the first three interviews when there was like 500,000. He was like, oh, what the hell? All right, I'm getting it cut. Yeah, let like, me get this cut. Uh, six yeah, million, man. maybe. Right, well, hey, have a blessed. Yeah, the six million. Hey, first of all, yeah, go ahead and pay that six million. I'm gonna have Deuce out the field busting y'all's ass so for, for cheap. So Facts. hey, all good, man. Hey, have a blessed morning. Can't wait to see uh you you on Black Player this afternoon. This is Brad from Houston, so uh see if I can make it this afternoon. But yeah, I went back and heard the replay. I heard all these soft ass people uh complaining yeah. uh whenever y'all 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 clown on people. Well man, I've been clowning on a couple times too, man. That's why we, we are the fanatics oh, of the God. fanatics of the Dallas Cowboy Nation, man. We we come up we 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 sling a wild take, we sling wild information, doing all kinds of crazy stuff and uh yeah. And uh man, I just appreciate y'all what y'all do, man. But uh yeah, man, Zeke Zeke I, I gotta get, go to his barber, man, looking clean. That John clean, it is, it is. Appreciate your call, man. <laughs> all right, let's play, man. Salute. Yeah, I, I had a guy, somebody in the comments was mad at me and Vosh because we was having fun with the Cavante Turpin when in reality, we started the conversation with, hey man, fantastic effort by Turpin, but this is an actual real football question. Is that something we didn't think about when it comes to blocking downfield? He's a little dude. Somebody was like, hey, you, Sky, you 120 pounds soaking wet. I don't know why you talking. Sir, I'm not playing wide receiver. I'm not pretending I can go out there and play in the NFL wide receiver. I'm 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 doing my job. Why does it hurt you? I I don't give a damn if about me being out there. I'm just telling you, number 34 put Turpin in the blip and created the turnover. Y'all gotta stop being so dang going. You know what I mean? As if you gonna go out there with your let me just stop. Anyway, let me pull this up real quick so I can show y'all what I was talking about uh, on the phone there with the good brother. This was the play uh, that has been referenced. And again, y'all know I'm not a fan of merit routes. They're going to be ran. Curls are also going to be ran. Hooks. These are part of offenses. It's just how much do you do it? Cooper Rush here. Malik Davis here. And I don't have my pen to draw it up, but it's going to be a mirror route. What I think Turpin kind of being the lone guy running his own, doing his own thing. My problem is, this isn't the matchup. Like, like Malik Davis can catch the rock, right? But I, this isn't the matchup you want. Maybe it's because it's short side of the field. You know, it can get there quicker, and that's what he's that's what he's keying in on. But to me, it's Tobert. If you're going to come to a, a, a comeback route type of situation, so take a look at Tobert. He comes out of it. He's open. But the problem with it 
is if you're going to mirror these routes, you can't come back here. And like Boss was saying, when you have kind of these three-step drop situations and they're playing off this deep, this is when you can kind of, hey, let me one, two, three, peek in the backfield and break on this thing. This isn't a guy, in my opinion, that's going to scare you with nothing. So I'm definitely sitting on this. I am sitting on this route because I'm not scared of Malik Davis running by me, right? So you get Cooper Rush seeing that. Boom, mine's made up. As a corner, this is easy. This is easy money right here, Cowboys Nation. Easy money. Breaks on the ball, great break, and it should have been a pick six, but the cornerback can't catch. Whole time, though, whole time, this is where you really wanted to go with this mirror route. But that that's kind of my issue, and we can go to the other, the other side of it. That's kind of my issue with Cooper Rush is that, and it really, I don't want to put too much blame on him here because this is just, not the greatest concept but if you want to if you want to keep it a bean he could have 100 pump fake this thing and if it's not there and this is kind of what i was talking about where if you're going to have mirror routes you got to have something within it that's going to maybe be different from what you're seeing and you, you could have came back here didn't work out maybe came here but not a great not a great drawed up play in my opinion but why are we going to the why are we going to the running back here so that's what i'm talking about that's what I'm talking about right there in regards to getting the ball out two point. Yeah, it sounds great, but that's the problem with getting the ball out 2.1 seconds. When I know you are a quarterback that doesn't want to hold the rock, and I know that sounds bad, but sometimes you got to let things progress, and um, that that's not that's not in his wheelhouse. I think when Dak gets to the line of scrimmage, Dak will be able to do that. Now, again, it ain't going to be perfect. There's going to be situations where that may happen. I hope it don't, for Dak's sake, where that may happen, but... I will call Dak out if he gets to the line of scrimmage and he says Malik Davis on a comeback route against that guy over C.D. Lamb against whoever your cornerback that can't work with him. I will. I will 100%. What are you doing right there? Right now, if that's Deuce Vaughn, if that's Tony Pollard, maybe different thing. In fact, I think if it's Deuce Vaughn or Tony Pollard, you'd audible out of that. You might say, hey, we'll run the comeback over here. We'll run kind of this mirrored, you know, post with I think it was uh whoever the other wide receiver was in the tight end. But we're gonna switch it up over here with you, TP. We're gonna run a sluggo. Or maybe, I don't know about a nine because he has some some distance, but he could probably run by that guy. But that's a guy where maybe that corner, if Tony Pollard's out there, I gotta respect his speed. So I'm actually gonna I'm I'm hauling ass as soon as the snap is uh as soon as the ball is hiked. Malik Davis, I'm sitting on this all day tomorrow. All day tomorrow. All right, man, good stuff. Let me let me get to these super chats before I get up out of here. Like I said, I got some family things to deal with. I will not be on air with Vach later, but that don't mean nothing. You still can't miss no damn shows. You know he's going to hold it down for the Doski-Woski and the peace whiskey Ah, uh, here we go. Common Sense Lab. Super chat. Drop five. Appreciate you, man. A to Z in the morning. Law Nation, the volume. Vot, Sky, Boss, Cowboy Sports. Uh, uh, Boss, Cowboy Sports. Final word on Tuesdays. We as fans are spoiled with greats. Hashtag new DC media. <clears throat> I think that's real, man. 
I think I, I, I think that's real. Again, I, I put us up against anybody. I don't watch everybody. The only other dude I really watch like that is is my guy Authentic. Salute to Authentic. I think he's fantastic, man. Um, I know there's eagle content creators that do their thing. Look, bro, salute to y'all. Get y'all bag, do y'all thing, but y'all can't touch us. When it comes to this content thing, y'all can't touch. Y'all might have more views. You might have, when it comes to the quality and what we're putting out, I stand on that. Y'all can't touch us. Not even close. Like, like we lap y'all in that. Real rap. Uh, we don't wipe them 304s. Super chat. He says it's time for Josh Ball to fade away and classify himself as obsolete, along with that meek, meek, I don't even know what that means, but I know what delete, delete, delete means. So yeah, it's, it's definitely time to move on, man. 100%. Super chat. Jake the Great, appreciate you, big dog. He dropped five and said, because he look, he was listening to me and uh and Danny. He said, "Yeah, oh, yeah. It's wobbling out there now." This is my part. Yeah. <laughs> the the laugh is crazy. Yeah, me and Danny had a little fun squabble. Mind you, like I said yesterday, I know I can do that with Danny, and it's no, it, it, we it ain't no issues. I some people clearly you you can't you can't have fun like that with. So I chill, but. But I, I like I like I like going back and forth with Danny. I do. Uh, Tacoma John, oh, almost pressed the wrong button. There. Super chat. He dropped five and said, uh, "Where we at, Danny? I'm an old head too. Sky is correct. Pause. So I think he's talking about the whole Zach Martin thing. And one more. We got one from the Wordologist. Salute the Wordologist. Super chat. Got five and said, "Unpopular question. Just want your thoughts. Do we keep C.J. Goodwin, who only plays special teams?" Or roll with young talent that plays both cornerback and special teams. Uh, the wordologist, I think that is the sixty-four thousand dollar question every year, and CJ Goodwin just keeps on answering it for you. He just does. He's just un- until they cut CJ Goodwin, I'm not betting against CJ Goodwin being on this team because I do think he is a phenomenal special teams player. Um, but the question now is, can Kelvin Joseph be that phenomenal special teams player and give you something at corner? He needs to. Like Kelvin needs to do that to make this team. So, yeah, I mean, it's a fair question, man. It is a fair question because I don't count CJ Goodwin as a corner. But on the depth chart, he kind of does count as a corner, right? So, like, if you say, oh, we're only going to keep six corners, you really keep a seven. If you say, oh, we're going to go seven, you really keep an eight. So now it becomes roster dynamics. But here's the thing about CJ, man. You know you can count on him. Excuse me. I know I can count on CJ Goodwin, and I do think there is something to that. I do think it's something to that. Uh, now we get into the chat. Iceberg said, I feel much better now if Zach is back and TJ Bass is on the rise. Lemetra said, Sky say bye-bye to KJ. I, I think Kelvin had one of his better preseason games, though. So, you know, he fighting. He fighting, and that's what you want to see from Kelvin Joseph. You want to see him fighting uh, to remain on this roster. So keep an eye out on, on Kelvin Next game, he might even get some reps on the outside because of Nation Wright. CT Matt said, need to put me in the mix. I thought I had you up. I did save you. When you called back in the other day, I saved you, brother. <laughs> Jay says, Sky threw Danny off the cell cage like Taker did. Mankind. Yeah, man. Oh, McMahon. Okay, okay. So we don't wipe them 304s with saying 
classify himself as obsolete along with McMahon, Vince McMahon. All right. All right, man, that's going to do it, man. I got I to gotta kind of get ready here to, to get going, hit the road. But, uh, man, appreciate you guys this morning. Another fantastic show. More great conversations via the phone. Great conversations in the chat. And that conversation, those conversations, please allow them to continue throughout the content community. Specifically, later on, we got the Voss from Body Live show. Uh, about three. I ain't there, so probably going to be like literally 3.06 this time. Uh, and then Mauricio Rodriguez will be back on later tonight, A to Z Sports Prime Time, giving y'all his thoughts and analysis on the Dallas Cowboys. And look, I say this all the time, man. Mo is multi-talented as well as being bilingual, and he does a fantastic job doing that. But he writes, he's one of our best writers on the website as well, A to Z Sports Dallas.com, along with our guys like Matt and, and all of our other wonderful writers there. So please support them as well. <laughs> Want to highlight me? I'll be on Twitter at Skywalker still. You know what I mean? And we'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday, right? We'll continue to keep covering. I mean, this this is the beauty of this is the beauty of having a game. There's still more we can dive into. There's still more I want to hear from y'all as we get prepared for the next game. And then we have practices this week that uh, we'll get going as well. And then on Thursday, we got the scientific method coming back to you, live reporting down. At camp, we got our guy Patrick Nosey Walker. Yes, science! So make sure y'all tune in for that, man. What that said, Bomb Squad? I'm going to go ahead and hit this button and get up out of here. Mo is the man. And shout out to Law, man. Shout out to Law. Law is back, y'all. I don't know if y'all noticed he's back streaming. We still got to send our love. And, and prayers and thoughts and everything to him because it's, it's tough to get back on this saddle here, but he's doing it, man. So shout out to our guy, our big homie, our godfather of this thing, Law Nation. Salute. Love y'all. Peace. Shout out to the Bob Squad!